Well, this morning, as we come together, we're talking about Sabbath rest, and I hope that you all had a really great Christmas. My Christmas started at approximately 6 a.m. with my five and eight-year-old nieces literally jumping on me like a trampoline, telling me in detail everything that they had gotten in their stockings. Um, So rest is not necessarily how I would describe my Christmas day, Um, but hey, Christmas is a time um, for some rest. So when I was thinking about what to preach on, this morning, I thought, what do we all need after Christmas? We need some conversation about rest and what does Sabbath look like in our lives. So this morning, we're going to talk about how to find Sabbath rest in the midst of our busy and crazy lives, no matter where we find ourselves. So kids, I know that you're all in the service this morning. We are going to do something really fun. So before you come up to the tables, listen, okay? You are going to get, I know, right? They're so excited. There's some really cool stuff up on the tables. I know. It's so fun. It's so exciting. So just hear my words first, and then you can come and enjoy the fun stuff on the tables. Youth, if you want to join them, I'm not going to tell you no. So you are going to get a piece of paper, kids, and you are going to be able to plan out, think about what your best day ever would look like. Okay? I'm thinking like whatever meal you want, whatever activities, maybe places you would go. Think about what that's going to look like. There's little squares on your papers, and you're going to be able to plan out your whole best day ever. Does that sound like a plan? You can use markers. You can use Legos. You can use Play-Doh, whatever that looks like. Are you ready? All right, come to the tables. And Miss Heidi's going to help you uh, be organized and fun stuff. Youth, you can come too if you want. So this morning we're going to talk about the what and the how and the why of Sabbath. We're going to talk about what it means to create rest and rhythms of rest in our lives. So in order to dig into Sabbath, oh, Patricia's is over here by herself. It's okay, you're going to have some friends. It's okay. So in order to find Sabbath rest, we need to be able to first look at what Sabbath was originally intended for, okay? So as the kids are getting ready, if you want to grab a Bible from the pew in front of you, we're going to be camping out a lot in the early part of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy. I also realized that I was going to get up here and explain why I'm wearing this sweatshirt. Um, yeah, right? So it's pajama day. I, we said that you could wear pajamas. I'm seeing some really great pajamas. Um, I couldn't find any pajamas to wear, but I did get this really cool sweatshirt for Christmas. I don't know how many of you guys like uh, Hallmark movies, um, but this is my Hallmark movie watching sweatshirt. I forgot what it said. Uh, and I, this is my favorite Christmas present that I got this year, so I decided to wear that instead of PJs. So thank you for those of you that wore PJs. I'm really uh, proud of you for making that choice. Um, So let's talk about Sabbath rest, all right? In order to talk about Sabbath, we have to know why originally Sabbath was a thing in the Bible. And a lot of people go back to the commandments because the commandments is where it's told by God to the people of Israel, take the Sabbath day, set it apart as holy. But the original Sabbath was in Genesis 2. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Genesis 2. Um, And here is what it says. It'll also be on the screen. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. And so on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So God had just spent six days creating the world. And on the seventh day, he looked at it all. He said it was good. And then he took a rest. And this is the first mention of taking a day and setting it aside for rest. 
Now in uh, Exodus 20 is our next passage. When God blessed the seventh day, then the Israelites were freed from Egypt. This is like a real crash course in early, uh, the early New Old Testament. So the Israelites are freed from Egypt. They go out to the mountain. Moses goes up to the mountain and he hears from God and he brings back the Ten Commandments to create a new um, world and a new society that they're going to be living in, a new culture for the Israelites. And so of in the Ten Commandments, here is what one of the commandments says in Exodus 20, uh, verses 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor your foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy." This is the commandment that God gives the Israelites. Later in Deuteronomy, when they're retelling the Ten Commandments to the Israelites one more time, just to make sure that they knew what all ten were, um, they say the same words, except for the last part is different. So in Deuteronomy, we're going to switch to Deuteronomy 5, the last part of this commandment says, Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. All the rest of the words before that in Deuteronomy 5 through 12 are the same. All of the rest of the words, nor male, nor female servant, nor uh, child, whatever, all the people in your household are supposed to rest on the Sabbath day. And in Deuteronomy, Moses decides to tell you, because you were once slaves, and you are now free, keep the Sabbath day holy. So when we think about the why behind Sabbath, it is because you are free, set this day aside for rest and worship. I was listening to a podcast about Sabbath and about the practice of Sabbath, and the uh, guy being interviewed, his name is John Mark Comer, he's a pastor and an author, he says this, We have to learn to receive the goodness of God in our actual life and in the season we're in. Not always waiting for the next season and the next thing, we just need to learn to find the goodness of God today. And the reason that I read that is because when I think about Sabbath, I can think of a million reasons to not do a Sabbath. I can think of all of the reasons that I am too busy, I have too much stuff going on, that to take an entire day and set it aside for rest just won't happen. It's just not, it's not going to happen. But, you know, maybe next, in the next season of life, you know, once I have more establishment, once I have more whatever, when I have more time, when I look like this, when I'm different in this way, then I can have a Sabbath. When I finish finals, when I'm done in this season of raising babies, when I'm retired, or maybe when you're retired, when our grandkids live a little further away and we're not so involved, whatever the next season is that you think Sabbath can look like, what John Mark Comer is saying is that what does Sabbath look like in the season you're in? Sabbath was a gift that God gave the Israelites to say, take this day, set it aside for holy rest. 
And whatever that looks like, we're going to talk about what that looks like, we have to find that goodness in the season that we're in right now. We can't keep putting it off and saying it's going to be when this happens. So, let's talk about the what. John Mark Comer in the same uh, podcast says that all that we have to do when we think about Sabbath is think about what is restful and what is worshipful. What is Sabbath? Sabbath is rest and worship. It was set aside to rest from our work and to keep it holy to worship God. And that just seems a little bit too simplified for me. To practice Sabbath in our lives is honestly just to say what is restful and what is worshipful. In your season of life where you're at right now, in your personality and who you are, what is restful and what is worshipful? Throughout the Old Testament, throughout the Jewish community and the Jewish tradition, they have kept the Sabbath day holy. They have set it aside. When I went to school at North Park, North Park is in a community that is surrounded by a Jewish community. And so every Sabbath day, you would see the Jewish community walking to the synagogue for their uh, service on, on their uh, Saturdays. And they would have, they have this tradition of Friday night from sundown till Saturday at sundown is their Sabbath, and there's no work. And in order to do that, they choose to live in a community where they can all walk to church together, or to the synagogue together. They choose to live in a way that their community can observe Sabbath together. And I remember seeing them all walk, and the idea of having a choice of your entire world, an entire community decides to live in the same neighborhood so that you can walk to your synagogue, to your place of worship together, so that you can be together, eat meals together on the Sabbath, and not have to drive other places or think of other things, that you just come together as a community. When I think about that, that is what the Sabbath was originally intended for. A communal time to be together, to rest together, and to worship together. It's a choice. And generation after generation, ever since this early command of keeping the Sabbath holy, the church and the Jewish tradition has struggled to figure out what does Sabbath look like. So much so that in the New Testament, when you look and try to find the word Sabbath to see what Jesus said about Sabbath, we know that Jesus was a Jewish man. He would have observed Sabbath. The only time that Jesus talks about Sabbath is to tell the Pharisees that they're doing it wrong. I'm, I'm serious. The only time Jesus talks about Sabbath is to correct people because they're doing it wrong. Because Jesus would heal on the Sabbath, his disciples would gather grain on the Sabbath, they would do things on the Sabbath, and the Pharisees were saying, no, 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 you're not doing it right. You're not supposed to do any work. And so Jesus would tell them, it's okay, they get a little excited, it's fine. Jesus would tell them, you're not doing it right. That's the only time Jesus would talk about the Sabbath. Because the idea behind Sabbath, when we talk about what Sabbath is, remember, it is about what is restful and what is worshipful. And so Sabbath is not something that you can say, I can't give you a, like, here's what Sabbath looks like. Now everyone go do it, because you have to figure it out for yourself. When I started practicing having a Sabbath in my life, I would take a Friday, because Fridays are my day off, I would take a Friday and that would be my Sabbath day, and I thought, if I could just stay in my pajamas all day long, 
I'm gonna turn my phone off, I'm gonna watch Netflix, I'm gonna drink some coffee, that is gonna be my Sabbath. And by the end of my Sabbath day, I was exhausted. Like it wasn't restful at all. And I realized that what's restful for me as a people person, as an extrovert, is being with people. And so when I shut myself off from the entire world and called it a Sabbath, that was actually more work for me than it was to go out and be in the world. And that's how it looked, had to look for me. For other people who are introverts and don't love being around people all the time or just need that quiet time to, uh, to recharge and to rest, for other people, that would have been a perfect Sabbath. So the question that you have to ask yourself when you're thinking about Sabbath is, what is restful and worshipful for you? For the way that God created you. Not for anyone else in your family, but just for you. What is restful and what is worshipful? The reason that I didn't feel rested is because I cut myself off from other people. I learned that what's actually restful for me is to go and spend time with the people that I love and the people that I care about, or to go sit in a coffee shop and read and write, which is also restful for me and worshipful for me, and be surrounded by people. That was what Sabbath needed to look like for me. The second question that I think you need to ask yourself about what does Sabbath look like for you is what does work mean for you? In this season of life that you're currently in, what is work? Sometimes those answers are really simple. Students, maybe it's school. Maybe it's the job that you're getting paid to do. Maybe it's the occupation that you've chosen. Maybe it's the chores and the housework that needs to get done. What is work defined for you? For me, it was when I started this practice, it was really simple to say, well, I'm going to take my day off and that's going to be my Sabbath day because I'll be resting from the occupation that I have. But then I realized that there are all these things that need to happen in my life and in my apartment that are hard to like just forget and ignore, right? There's laundry to be done, there's dishes to be done, there's things that need to be done. And so I had to qualify what counts as work and what counts as rest. Work for me is doing laundry because it's literally the worst thing in the world. I really don't like doing laundry. But what I do love to do is to make dinner. I love to cook, I love to chop things, I love to create something out of nothing. And so my Sabbath day has to have a meal that I prepare for myself from scratch. And then I do the dishes and it's a task that can be done from beginning to end. For some of you, that's work. For some of you, that's something that would not fit into your Sabbath day. So for you in this season of life, what is work? What do you qualify as work? So when we talk about what Sabbath is, the two questions that we need to ask ourselves is what is restful and worshipful for me and what is work for me? And then we have to figure out a way to put that into our lives, to take a Sabbath in our lives. And so here are some tips that I have for Sabbath, little tips and tricks that I've learned, you know, because I'm an expert now that I've been doing it for like a year, Um, right? Yeah, I know. It's, It's really hard work. So here are some things. When you think about taking a Sabbath day, that can feel really overwhelming, right? To take an entire day of Sabbath could be really hard. Some people are like, yeah, that's totally great. 24 hours, let's do it. But that's not the point. The point is for you to find times in your life 
that you can find rest and worship. Find spaces and places in your life that you can do rest and worship. Because let's be honest, how many of us can drop all of our responsibilities for a 24-hour period? Not many of us, right? Especially those of you that are in the stage of life that you have children in your house that need taken care of, right? It's not easy to just be like, hey, it's my Sabbath day. You can kind of figure it out yourself, right? That's not, that's not going to happen. So the, the idea of Sabbath is to start where you're at. Because remember how we said we can't wait for our next season? We can't wait for the time that we're going to have extra space in our lives to be able to have a Sabbath. The time starts now. So where can you carve out a couple hours a day or a couple hours a week, an afternoon? How can you carve out time for you to take Sabbath rest in your life? Start where you're at now. With any spiritual practice, with any spiritual discipline, you can't jump in and do it perfectly at the, from the very beginning. You have to start from where you are now. So if right now you have no Sabbath rest in your life, then an hour a week could be all that you need to do. If right now you're like, oh, I'm pretty good at Sabbath, I take like a half a day, then maybe increase that to like three quarters of a day. Wherever you are right now, start setting aside time for Sabbath rest. Here's my second tip, is that Sabbath requires preparation. In order to think about how to take Sabbath rest, you have to first prepare for that, which sounds really weird, but if I don't do my laundry before the Sabbath day, then I will not have clothes to wear after the Sabbath day. Okay? I have a friend that takes Sabbath from like Wednesday afternoon until Thursday afternoon, and she talks about how she makes a list of what she needs for the rest of the week to make sure that she can have those things after it. Sabbath takes preparation. Sabbath also might take a conversation with your community. Do Sabbath in community. If your Sabbath rest needs to look like a couple hours by yourself and you have people in your life that require a lot of uh, help and maintenance, maybe your Sabbath rest preparation means that you need to ask a friend if they could help you with your kids. Maybe Sabbath rest for you looks like having a hard conversation with your family to say, listen, I need to Sabbath rest. I need two hours. Please go. You have to be able to define Sabbath rest for yourself before you can do it in community. But once you know what that is, you can ask for it in your community. Friends, I promise you, your community is not going to tell you, please don't take rest in worship because I need you to do something for me. And if they do, maybe you should re-evaluate uh, your community. Um, but the idea is that if you do Sabbath in community, you can kind of trade off times that you can take Sabbath. If you include other people in your lives, you can have Sabbath rest as a community. That is what the idea behind Sabbath was. So in order to do this, in order to do this practice, just like I asked the kids to plan out their best day ever, in your bulletin you're going to find a blue sheet of paper that has a bunch of questions on it. I left mine down here. Well. It looks like this. There's a bunch of questions. If you don't have one, that's okay. You can just turn your bulletin over and write on the back, or you can think about it. But we are gonna, um, we're going to sing a song, and here's my goal for you. If every one of us fills out what this paper looks like, what is restful for me, what is worshipful for me, what is work that needs to not be included in my Sabbath day, 
What can I include? And then the last one is, what's one step towards Sabbath I can start with today? What is one step towards Sabbath I can start with now in this season of life? My goal is that at the end of today's service that you've gone through this individually so that when you leave here and you go and you have a meal with your family or a meal with the people in your lives, you can have a conversation about what each individual family member needs for their Sabbath rest. Or you can go into your community and say, hey, I need this. Maybe it's a roommate, maybe it's a uh, friend, whoever that is in your life that you can say, hey, this is what I need for Sabbath. How can you help me do this? How can you keep me accountable to this? I have people in my life who literally ask me what my Sabbath day is each week, what my Sabbath looks like each week. They keep me accountable to it because I know that if I set this time aside for rest and for worship, that I am a better person, I am a better youth pastor, I am a better uh, individual that worships God because I took my time to be with God. So we're going to invite the worship team back up. They're going to sing a song called, Oh, Come to the Altar. And we're just going to take some space and some time for you to be with God and to answer the questions on this page. What does rest and worship look like for you in this stage of life? Be realistic. What does it look like for you right now? What do you need? What do you love to do? What are the things that bring you joy and care and rest? And then after we sing this song together, we're going to, um, after this uh, time, we're going to sing the song Oceans, and then I'll come up and send us out for our uh, Sunday. But just take some time in this space to really think about what is restful and worshipful for you and what is work. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to take this time together. Good and gracious God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that we can come together and to worship you. We thank you for the birth of your son and for all that you've done to set us free. And God, as we look at what Sabbath rest can look like in our lives, God, would you um, speak to us? Would you give us the space that we need? Would you give us the words that we need to hear in this time right now? In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen.